Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pendulum Show. This is episode 11 actually. Yes. But we haven't released episode 10 yet. I but we felt like we needed to release this one first. It, it, was, it was the right time. <laughs> yes, uh, so my name is Yodin and this is... Bamba. Okay, great. So um, before we waste any more time, yes. Bamba, why don't you tell us why are we recording today? We are recording today because we have been glued to our phones for the for the past three days, even four actually if you count if, from Friday. Mm-hmm. Because we nearly lost our prime minister, we've nearly no lost one was glued since Friday. Everyone lost their shit on Sunday. With good reason, lah. Yes. So basically, we almost had our government collapse. In fact, we did have our government collapse because we don't technically have a cabinet. We have an interim yes. PM. Uh, all of this has happened in the past two days. Nobody saw it coming. Yes. Yeah, and a lot. Of, so, yeah. Oh no! Yeah, Yeah, so a lot of people are pretty confused at what's going on. What's the match involved? Uh, who's the who's the hero here? Who's the villain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the reason why we felt we needed to do this, um, well, by video, well, right now is because there's a lot of doubt. And not doubt and un- lot of doubt and uncertainty and just simply people just don't know what the hell is going on. Yes. People have no idea because it was so abrupt and it was so sudden that people could not track the timeline of events properly and with the bombardment of media and all the news, they had to quickly absorb everything that was going on and Probably is still lost in terms of the timeline of events and uh, yeah and and the actual events itself yeah. because a lot of a lot of things that happen cannot be quite ex- be explained right now at the moment anyway yeah and this uncertainty even extends to the people who are most involved with this exactly. entire sequence of events yes yeah okay so Bamba what has happened okay so. We're going to, to try and give you a, a timeline and we and we and to really give you a, a proper perspective we have to go back about two years to twenty eighteen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in twenty eighteen, uh Ma Dr. Mahde, who is the Prime Minister now, he agreed he has his own party which is Bursatu. Okay. Bursatu is really important uh tonight, which we will explain later. So Bursatu mm-hmm. and Mahde agreed to work with Three other parties, which is DAP, uh, PKR, and Amana, uh, yeah. they form a coalition and they fought the 14th general election against BN, right? Correct. Okay. And their deal was that Dr. Mahate will be the prime minister if they win the election, and he agrees to hand over power to Anwar Ibrahim after he's released from prison. Correct. The proposed timeline initially was about two years. Yes, about two years. Okay? Yeah. So, of course, as you know, they did win the election. Mahate did become Prime Minister. Anwar was released from jail. And we've had almost two years of Pakatan Harapan government. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, there are three main personalities involved. Okay. Yes. In, the, in what happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is Mahate himself. 
Okay. Okay, number two is Anwar, who is mm-hmm. his designated successor. And yes. Number three is Anwar's uh, deputy president in Kadilan in PKR, who is Azmin Ali. Correct. So, basically, within the in these past two years, uh, Anwar and Azmin have had a massive falling out, and they have split the party in two. Basically, uh, there's an Anwar side, and then there's an Azmin side, which is called the cartel, so called. Yes. Right. And Azmin is in government now with Mahathir and he basically desperately wants Mahathir to stay on and not hand over to Anwar because he knows that that's the end of his time in government basically. Yes. Right. So a lot of tension has been building because Mahathir didn't announce the exact date when he will hand over to Anwar. Correct. Right. And on Friday, the Pakatan Harapan Presidential Council, the, the top leadership held a meeting where three of the parties, DAP, PKR and Amanat, were trying to force uh, Mahathir to announce his actual handover date, to give a real date uh, which could be announced when he would hand over power to Anwar. Okay. That was on Friday and the meeting was pretty acrimonious. Uh, Anwar and Mahathir did not really get involved, but uh, there, there were a lot of threats flying across the room. And basically, at the end of the day, Anwar said that he would defer to Mahathir to decide on his own when he wanted to resign. And that sort of ended the discussion. And that was what's announced on Friday night. And uh, everybody yeah. thought that that's the end of it. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, obviously, there's a lot of like fear and mistrust which came out of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, p- uh, people didn't really know where they stood or what the next move was going to be. And yes. over the weekend, like around, like on Saturday and Sunday, uh, a, a rumor went around, which is probably coming from Azmin, yeah. that Anwar was going to go to the king, to the Agong on Monday, and try to unseat Mahathir as prime minister. Because at the end of the day, it's the Agong who decides who the prime minister is going to be. Correct. Okay. So he t- he passed this information along basically to Bersatu, and on Sunday, mm-hmm. on Sunday, uh, Bersatu had a meeting in the morning with Mahathir present where they brought this this issue up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bersatu was obviously furious, and all of and basically all of them believed the story, or at least most of them believed the story. Yes. But uh, from all the reports, Mahathir was pretty much silent. Uh, while this yes. whole discussion was going on, and it's believed that actually Mahathir himself uh, doubted Adwan and thought that perhaps that uh, this that perhaps he really was like making a play for power, mm. and so Bersatu decided to leave Pakatan Harapan to leave the the government coalition. Right. right. Okay. So what we don't know is like what the role is that Mahathir played in 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 that decision. Okay, so that was Sunday morning, yes. and then uh, throughout the day, uh, now that Bersatu had left, there was no uh, majority for Pakatan Harapan, and so Azmin set up camp at uh, a hotel that will go down in history, which is the Sheraton PJ. He set up camp there and started uh, setting up meetings with all the leaders of all the parties except uh, PKR, DAP, and Amana. 
So he met leaders from AMNO, yeah. MCA, MIC, PAS, uh, the parties from Sarawak and Sabah as well. Yeah. Uh, basically trying to uh, form a bloc that's strong enough to govern on its own. Correct. Now through all of this, Mahathir is not present. Okay? Yes. In the afternoon, the the leaders of all the parties went to the palace to to meet the king. And, yes. and basically tried to present him with this new status quo that there's a new coalition in power and they all yes. pledged their support to Mahate. Mahate. Uh, the problem is that Mahate himself did not go to the palace with them. So it's yeah. So essentially the Agong was unsure uh, where Mahate himself stood and and told them to go back home. So Sarawak report basically uh, re- reported it like this. They went to the Agong, had tea with him and went home. Basically, because nothing yeah. happened. Yes. In the meantime, yes. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, Asmin organized this big dinner at Sheraton PJ for all the MPs who were on his side, basically. Mm-hmm. And at night, about 130 of them gathered in the Sheraton for a so-called unity dinner. Again, Mahate is nowhere to be seen. And the public has heard nothing from him on Sunday. Correct. Yeah. Najib has... What did he say about the dinner? Najib... <laughs> Najib said... <laughs> Bill's malam supper baya, eh? <laughs> because it was... <laughs> it was a fancy dinner. I mean, it's in the main ballroom in the Sheraton. Uh, they had all the fancy cutlery and they were dressed to the nines in their best batik. These guys, the audacity to ask about <laughs> payment, about money. There's the audacity to talk about money. But it was pretty funny lah. <laughs> it was lah, it was. The irony was quite strong lah. Yeah. They say criminals but, make the best comedians. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. There's anyway. 130 MPs at the Sheraton. And basically to form a government... In Malaysia, you need 112. So they had enough. Also, we all thought... Right. 130 MPs were there. And they basically had their dinner. And again, everybody went home. Right. <laughs> again, everybody went home. Uh, Azmin said that the uh, Agung said he needs time to decide. And Mahate also needs time to decide. Uh, and again, we still haven't heard anything from Mahate. But on Sunday night, uh, Anwar basically uh, said... Very little, but he spoke about it for about two minutes and he said that there had been a betrayal and promises that had been made were now not being kept. So it looks as if uh, Anwar and Mahate have fallen out. Okay. Yes. But what happened is... No surprise there. Yes. But the next morning, uh, Anwar and uh, some of the other leaders, so Guan Eng from DAP, Mat Sabu from Amana, they drove to the Prime Minister's office in Putrajaya, unannounced to, to meet with Mahate and clarify the situation. Yes. Okay. But he wasn't there. Right. And it turns out that he was on the... Mahate was on the way to the palace to hand in his resignation to the Agong. Mm-hmm. And when he got Anwar's call, uh, they all diverted back to his residence. And right. the outcome from that meeting was, basically, Mahate said that he... That when they told him, uh, that when these rumors came to, came to Bersatu and they wanted to make a deal with the other parties, without yeah. uh, without PKR, DAP and Amana, 
basically Mahathir did not give his okay, but they still went ahead and did it anyway as if they had his full support and at that point he decided to resign as Prime Minister. Yeah. So while all this is going on, uh, Bersatu announced that they are withdrawing from Pakatan but uh, at about 1 o'clock, Mahathir announced himself that he was still going to resign as PM yeah. and within an hour of that, he announced that he's resigning from Bersatu <laughs> as well. Yes. So right. Bersatu said they have resi- they have left Pakatan and they support Mahathir as, as Prime Minister and then one hour later Mahathir says uh, okay I'm quitting Bersatu anyway. <laughs> 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 okay. So uh, uh, so once all this had been cleared up uh, basically Anwar's doubts were were clarified and he uh, he went to the palace and he thought that he urged the Agong to tell Mahathir to stay on as Prime Minister. So later that day, uh, Mahathir himself went to the palace. He submitted his resignation, and the Agong accepted his resignation, but appointed him as interim PM. And basically, that's where we still are today. Exactly. All right. Well, okay. Uh, wait, what about the okay? So that basically everything that was explained was until until yesterday. Monday. Yes, until Monday. Yesterday. Yeah. It, um, should we talk about what has happened today, which is a Tuesday ah. just for everyone, just for everyone's benefit, Tuesday yeah. on the 20, uh, 25th of yes. Feb. Okay, so today is the 25th. Uh, today, basically, nothing much happened. Basically, what happened today was a lot of people driving around to the palace, to, to Mahathir's house, to Mahathir's office, and mm. not getting much done. So the, yeah. uh, the so what happens when when the the prime minister resigns? Basically, the cabinet is dissolved as well. Correct. So so there is no party in charge of government right now, and he is the interim PM until a government can be formed. Correct. All right. Now he's already resigned. So basically, he's saying that he does not want to 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 be the prime minister anymore. So. Correct. The Agong needs to dis- to to figure out who has majority support to be the next prime minister. Correct. And what and all that has been happening today is the Agong has been meeting each MP one by one, to to ask them to survey basically what their preference is. Uh, for the prime's for the prime's post, but other than that, today nothing much else has happened. The uh, the only person in government right now is Mahathir. He's the prime minister. All the other ministers have uh, have had to clear their desks, yeah. and uh, the Agong still hasn't finished his meetings. Yeah. Yeah. He's met the Amno MPs, past MPs, today, uh, yes. tomorrow, and he's also met the Sarawak MPs. But tomorrow he has to meet the the MPs from Pakatan, from DAP, PKR, and Amana. Yeah. And only after that will we know uh we will we have some clarity on 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 where we stand. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well the timeline is not really certain or determined anyway. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So So, uh, um so yeah, that's about it. That's all the events that's happened until today basically, right? Yes. So basically we're still okay. Events has happened. Yeah. Doesn't mean we're anywhere closer to a solution. If anything, more shit. <laughs> we don't know more shit. There's more yeah. uncertainty. 
Yeah. Alright. Uh, right. So basically, to form a government, right, yes. you need to have a majority of support in the Dewan Rakyat or the House of Representatives, which is made up of all the MPs which we voted for at the last election. You need 112 people. Yes. Minimum. Yes, because you have 222 seats altogether, so for a simple majority, you need 112. So, I believe up until yesterday, Pakatan, up until Friday rather. Yeah. Okay. On uh, Friday. 2018 to yes. about yesterday, it up and down plus minus we had. Uh, hundred and twenty nine seats in the, uh mm-hmm. for the government coalition which right. is Pakatan, plus right. they also had support from ten MPs from Sabah, from Warisan from the Warisan Party and from Apko. So altogether they had about hundred and thirty nine seats in Parliament. Yeah. Okay, today as it stands. What's left of Pakatan is PKR, DAP and Amhana. They have altogether 92 seats. So, on their own, 20 seats short of a majority. Yes. Uh, plus, you can assume that Mahate is on their side. So, that's one seat. So, aside, uh, yeah, but aside from uh, Bersatu leaving, yeah. so, Azmin's, the MPs that were supporting Azmin also left Pakatan. Yes, so yes. so Azmin, uh, Azmin and he uh, was sacked from Pakatan, and altogether yes. eleven MPs have have left with him. Correct. Okay, so that's why yeah. Pakatan now is at ninety two seats, the MPs which are left to them, mm. ninety two. Okay. Yeah. Next, you have Mahate and his son Mukris. So those are another two seats. So if you assume yeah. that that Pakatan is going to stay in government, you have to assume that it's with the support of Mahathir and Mukris, right? Because Mahathir is going to be the the prime minister, so that yeah. gives you ninety four, and then possibly uh, from what it looks like, the parties in Sabah are going to support this coalition again, so that's another ten seats, or at the very least they are going to uh, support Mahathir staying in power. Yeah. So now we have 104 seats yes. and we are short of 8 seats for the government. Alright. Yeah. Right. So maybe what we can do is like work through some of the possibilities. Yeah. yeah. How is the government going to be formed? So let's assume that uh, Mahathir stays in power. So we have 104 seats as I yes. just mentioned. And now what matters is that with Bersatu, Bersatu quit supposedly to support Mahathir staying on as Prime Minister. So you, yes. you can assume now that he hasn't given his blessing. Uh, even if the whole party does not come back into Pakatan, at least some of the MPs are going to. Yes. So for example, uh, Said Sadiq, he's very close to Mahathir and he's made a lot of noises in uh, against all the manoeuvrings that have been going on. Uh, you, you could say that quite, quite likely he would uh, switch sides again. And yeah. and out and Brasatu altogether has twenty six seats. So you only need about you, you only need eight of those and then you can yeah, have a Pakatan government again. Less than half yeah. to just go back. Yeah. 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 Having said that, if the whole of Brasatu does not come back, it's a very unstable government because they only have like a two to three seat majority. Yes. Yeah, and what we will be left with until the next general election is a whole lot of uncertainty about whether this government is going to stand or fall at any particular point of time. Yeah. yeah. 
Agreed, agreed. But on the other hand, he can form a minority government. So minority government means that the parties in power don't have a majority on their own, but some other parties will vote to keep them in power, but may, will not collaborate with them on uh, anything else, basically. Right. Right. So if he forms a minority government, he he has already got pledge support basically from every single MP in the parliament for him to stay on as prime minister, or he ha- did have. I feel this could be the most likely outcome. Yes, yes, yes. I th- yeah, it probably is the it, it's becoming like more and more likely, uh, as yeah. the hours go by. So, if Bersatu continues to support him, plus the P- Sarawak parties, they are called uh, GPS or Gambongan Party Sarawak. So they have also yeah. said they want him to stay on. Plus, yes. Azmin Ali plus and his eleven MPs also said yeah. consistently that they want him to stay on. If you add all those together, you have 147 seats, which is a comfortable majority. Majority. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the question is whether he himself is... He, he himself is willing to to keep doing the job. Because, mm. because only he has this level of support. Nobody else does... Though, I know. Yeah. But it's completely... The thing is, it's completely unrealistic. Because? I'm just... From a... longevity standpoint. You don't think that this government would last with... With such an arrangement? Which... Which that, I kind of agree with. And... If I'm being perfectly honest... How much time does Mahathir left? Have left? Yeah. Realistically speaking. Yeah. Well, but I'm not sure what the factors he also considered into resigning. He was always planning to resign. The while well, he said two years, but there was a somewhat tentative date after the Asian Pacific um, Economic Cooperation Forum. Yes. The APEC Forum. Yeah. Yes. So yes. then that that was in. That was supposed to be in November, yeah, right? In November, yeah, yeah. That was the tentative date, but again, not certain because Mate would have been it. It would have been his discretion as to when to set yeah. the date for his resignation. Yes. Yeah. So, well, you know, all of these factors take into consideration and what has transpired since Friday. Yeah. Whether, whether or not, uh, it was a very tactical move, obviously, to resign. Um, but... The thing is, I'm just thinking, what is plan B? Yeah. Without, plan B needs to involve no Mahate. Yeah. Not whether Mahate wants to be in it, whether it, whether Mahate supported. Yeah. What if there is no Mahate? God, I mean, I don't want anything to happen, but I'm just saying, assuming he just quit politics altogether. Yeah, so that's what's quite worrying right now. Because yeah. he was supposed to hand over to Anwar. And I think that, that the big takeaway from today is that Anwar simply does not have the numbers to become M- uh, the PM at this point in time. I will even go as far to say as that he probably never will be. Yeah, well, let's be charitable to him. Lah. He, yeah. <laughs> but, so, Realistically speaking, I highly doubt it. Lah. Yes, it's very difficult. And 
perhaps he has a chance if Mahathir forces his own party bersatu to to get back in line and and support Anwar as PM. Yes. If that doesn't happen, we. But do you do you believe that he himself wants to have a peaceful transfer of power to Anwar? I think that if he if he was going to break that deal, he probably would not have resigned. There was no reason for him to resign because on Sunday he had all the cards in place to to stay there for as long as he wanted, basically. And and yet he turned all of them down. So, well, I it think been a very much a PR move, definitely, I'm, to show that he didn't approve of this so-called treachery against the coalition. Yeah, and then what's his, and then what would be his endgame? I mean, it wouldn't it nothing. It wouldn't add up. If that were the case, okay. No, but the thing is, what if the game was to to basically dissolve the cabinet? Okay, so he resigns. There's no government. Then, if he understood the consequences that he might be interim, and well, I'm not sure what the entire back game is, because he resigns, he. Because he resigns, his resignation will trigger a cause of events. Maybe uh, no confidence in Anwar, and maybe set a president a precedent for uh, maybe. I, okay, maybe I maybe mean, because there, of the there support will be so Mate, many parts in that plan. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's definitely not a simple. <laughs> it's not a simple plan. Clearly, resigning yeah, as a PM is. isn't a very clear move to do, especially. But ah fuck, it's just so convoluted. What what was the reason? Yeah. What was the triggering motive for him to resign? The I, you know he has done okay. So my, this is actually the second time that he has done exactly this. You know, it is. So, it is. So the first time he was PM in two thousand and two, he went to the Amno General Assembly, uh, in t- in tears basically, and Correct. announced that. Out of the blue, he was stepping down, going to resign as Amno president and prime minister and all that. And then, but that was out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. This is also out of the blue. Is it really out it of the blue? It is out of the blue. Nobody expected him to resign today. Ah, uh, yesterday. No, but yeah. there was series of events that happened before that. Right. Yeah. But whereas, okay, the one that happened two thousand two. Yes, he just uh, it was the Amno General Assembly. And he announced he was going to resign. Whereas all of this that happened in the back, and there was already supposed there was already a discussion of transfer of power. Then it wasn't determined. Then the whole media by Sheraton. Then maybe and then obviously if his own party had the coalition, which never happened when he resigned in two thousand two, clearly a significant event triggered him to resign. Which is why I said it could have been a tactical move for him to break the government in the first place. He doesn't need to do that because on Sunday he had hundred and thirty MPs on his side. Like I think this is one of those cases. You know, have you heard of Oxen Razor? Yes. Yeah. The so most Oxen simplest. Razor. The most simplest explanation is probably the right one. Yeah, and in this case, like the simplest explanation is that he simply didn't agree with working with Abno and Pass because. After all, he campaigned so hard. He really didn't want to. He 
he he really didn't want to work with Amno and Pass. I mean, after all, he campaigned so hard against his people, uh, and he he called them thieves, and uh, he he, I mean, he really, he was on the campaign trail for for two years against against Najib, and then to to no, to, to get hand in hand back with them again, uh, is probably too much for him. And he's ninety five years old. He's probably thinking about his legacy as well, right? And that would not go down well. Oh, no, and and, no. and and it's the simplest explanation for why he simply wasn't present at any of these these meetings, any of these gatherings, and he wasn't there at the palace with the with the party leaders on Sunday. But um, would it have? Would it? Why would he have taken such a drastic measure? He could have at least tried to convince some of the MPs to come back, right? He's probably been doing that right now because they have still been meeting with him. I mean like Today itself All of the party Presidents And Asbin Have met with him Today mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. So There is a good chance That he's trying to 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 Form a coalition again Yeah Yeah But I mean the simplest explanation For why he resigned Is just He's Disappointed And And just gave up I mean you know That The, the from all the reports, he decided to resign even before he was sh- sure that Anwar wasn't part of some scheme to unseat him. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, it's just the timing the, of it is, seemed questionable to yeah, me. I mean, that's the, the biggest argument in his favour. And if you listen to the, for example, Guaning right, from DAP, after yeah. leaving the meeting with Mahate yesterday morning, he said that yes. it was a very emotional meeting. Uh, yes. A lot of the reporters said that Mahate looked really unsettled when he was uh, leaving his residence, heading to the palace. I mean, he doesn't look like a man who who put together this grand scheme. No, that definitely uh, I I believe he wouldn't have done that. As I I probably believe he wouldn't have done that either. But I'm I'm thinking it was a calculated move to quit. Yeah, I know. Calculated to do what? Calculated to do what? I don't know, lah. Okay, we there's so <laughs> anyway. many things I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we're getting stuck here. <laughs> but yes, okay. But basically, what, yeah. he, somebody needs to form a government in the next few days, and if nobody can, if uh, Mahathir still refuses to become to to stay on as PM, then the most likely scenario is that Parliament will be dissolved, and we will head to elections again. Correct. Yeah. So and that would be an unideal scenario. Yeah. But, correct. Yes, but okay. So, by a few reasons, I think that uh, this is becoming less likely. So yes. number one, Amno today held a press conference and they said that um, uh, Mahate want Mahate was willing to work with them yesterday to form a unity government of all the parties, including Kadilan and DAP and all. But uh, Amno didn't want to work with DAP, yeah. and uh, Mahate didn't want to work with basically those Amno MPs who have criminal charges against them for corruption, like Najib, yeah. Zahid, and Tengku Adnan, a few others, and so that was unacceptable to Amno, and so Amno now has withdrawn its support for Mahate to be PM. So he's not going to do a deal with Amno. Yeah. Yeah. Then secondly, uh, Pakatan had their own meeting again today, this just this evening, 
And uh, they said after that that they believe they have a majority. Yeah. yeah. So if they have a majority, it means that either the whole of Persatu has come back, or at least enough members from Persatu have come members back. Come back. That they have a coalition. So now the last piece of this is Mahate, and uh, really to to insist on resigning now would be kind of irresponsible for him because we've yeah, already. Yeah, he can't. At this point, he cannot resign now. Yeah, because he would just we are just finding a way out of this chaos, and uh, if he were to 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 insist on resigning, uh, it would it would only get worse, lah. Agreed. Yeah, and that's why all Agreed. the that's why everybody on the government side is yeah insisting on him staying in power. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. and that's where that's, we stand right that, now. That's one of the things like. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that can't wrap. Oh, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, okay, and and in terms of Anwar, he has basically this kicking the can down the road. So he has, if 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 Mahathir sticks to the original timeline, he has, Anwar has until the end of the year to to show that he has enough support to take over. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think that any uh, that either of them want to call an election right now. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, we would just ha- end up with status quo. Like everything would just reset to, to Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the most ideal. Yeah. Definitely, no, no snap elections. Yeah. Return back to the status quo. Whether whether or not the entire party has returned back to the coalition or just a few MPs. Yeah. At least there'll be some level of stability back. Yeah. And then Parliament can continue on the thirteenth of March. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have like so I have I'm I take away basically uh, three things from this. Yeah. Which, number one, as uh, we've already talked about, it's very difficult for Anwar to be, uh, Ibrahim to become the prime minister. Got it. Uh, e- even if he wanted to call a snap election to get a majority, he would have quite poor chances because. It would feel like he's calling election just because he wants to be PM. So, correct. It, it's a very even so. I think he will lose very badly. He he might he might like Pakistan has been losing all uh, a series of by elections in the past year. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, but I think number two, like what's encouraging to me is that all of this is happening within within the law and within our institutions. Mm. So, uh, no. It, Nobody is like calling the police out or arresting people or you or even yeah, yeah, God forbid yeah. using the military. All of this is is using the by the rule of law. Yeah, yeah, all of this is using the procedures established by the constitution. Uh, both sides actually, even those who are trying to get to to see, to seize power, they are not they are they are doing it legally. Constitutionally, yeah, legally. yes, yeah, and. You know, we, we should be quite grateful for that because if you look at a country like our northern neighbor, if you look at Thailand, whenever there's there's a there, whenever there's opposition, the military steps in. Uh, just over the past weekend, they banned the main opposition party in Thailand. Yeah, so that's yeah. one thing. Uh, not only that, this is all happening without like massive demonstrations or riots or unrest in the streets. Correct. And if you 
if you look back at the past like 20 years or so when Anwar was sacked as deputy prime minister there were massive rallies in KL and and we've seen that repeated (coughs) over and over again after the 2013 election there were 500,000 or 250,000 people rallying in the next night and and that's not happening here I feel if Anwar went to power right there would be massive demonstrations well, I I think I think that I think that that time is past, and it, I I don't know whether whether yeah. Well, carry what? On. No, carry on, carry on. No, I just it may not be by actual normal civilians. It just could be, um, uh, maybe ra- just radicals that um, Anwar that. Basically, maybe it could be just like a Amno pass sort of demonstration that would happen. I don't think it would involve probably the public. Yeah, well, I, I don't, don't think. Know, but, but but if yeah. you, if you look at the weekend, there have been no demonstrations in support of either side. I think there is one rally going on right now in Dataran Deka. It's organized by Berse, and yeah. the last I read, there were about fifty people there. So that's the extent of it. Yeah, which is. Fine. Yeah. So. So at least that 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 like bodes well for our stability in the future, lah. Okay. So that's two, and lastly, I think that this is probably the most defining moment of, uh, Mahathir's term, as prime minister. Correct. In fact, it could be like it could be the most defining moment of his whole career. Correct. Because yeah, if if it's if. If uh, this narrative which we've presented right is true, then he has taken a, a very principled stand. When he could have t- uh, taken the opportunity to stay in power, he chose to to stand by his principles basically. And imagine that, that very few people would, would not seize that chance, you know. Because at one point, even, even, even today, he had the support of all 222 MPs essentially. Yeah. And he could have done anything he wanted, yeah. Yep. But he he still he still chose not to 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 work hand in hand with those people that he called criminals and kleptocrats, yeah. And if and if that's the the true version of events, then uh, he will probably be remembered quite well just for that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. I definitely agree. I just. I only. Fear because of what will happen without Mahathir. That is a fear for me, definitely. It's a f- just purely, no, just the instability that will spur from it. Yeah, probably a lot of people have the same fear. Uh, yeah. Even even the political class, all of them on both sides have quite a lot of fear about that. Yeah. yeah. So do you actually do you think there should be some there should be already some mechanism in place that should transition into whoever it, it whoever um, will take over Mahathir from now on? Should there already be a process in place anyway? It can be maybe within the next six, nine, ten months. But a process should begin. Well perhaps, but I mean that that's the the good thing about him staying on is that it gives time to whoever comes next to gather enough support to form a stable government 
right? Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean whether it ends up being Anwar or somebody else. What about that needs to happen now? That needs to happen uh, after today, probably. Yeah. So since the events that were transpiring since Friday, and also with the combination of the COVID virus in Malaysia, the economical climate has even taken a hit quite badly. It has impacted investor confidence significantly. Uh, you look like you might have the COVID, Yudin. You've got the sniffles. I do have the sniffles. But and you're in Singapore. That... <laughs> <laughs> I don't hope, remind me. I okay. hope the Singapore authorities are not watching this right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're watching our Google Hangouts about the Malaysian government. Actually, that's quite possible. Uh. I'm pretty sure they're watching everything, uh. Yeah. So as you, yeah, as you were saying, going, go on. The, yeah, the economy so, uh, is is taking a the hit. The economy is taking a hit. Definitely, stock prices have. I wouldn't say plummeted, but yeah. definitely, stock prices have been falling. Yeah. Uh, I know. Um, there was a lot of unnecessary panic. I feel that was raised. Yeah. From at least the older generation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. There were people talking about this is the end of democracy. Uh, Definitely, those questions were raised yeah. because of what was happening behind the scenes. But then, as you we as we were saying, in the narrative of Mate uh, still trying to build, still trying to maintain the status quo of the original democratically elected coalition, at least most of it, anyway. Yeah. Um. It's not to say that it's... Yeah, and at least, the, like you highlighted, that uh, constitutional practices were executed. And, you know, it was all within the realms of the law. There was no um, no violent outbreaks, no breaching of laws or constitutional laws. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, the panics that were un- that ensued over the course... Was it called for or not? I'm not too sure because because the level of uncertainty it probably follows naturally towards panic. I know a lot of people even I even did a research where non where minorities in Malaysia apparently there was a surge in PIO searches. What's PIO? Oh, uh, what person of Indian origin? Say again. Yeah, so person yeah. of Indian origin. Yeah. So there was a surge in searches over the course of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, especially since Sunday. Yeah. So that uh, I know correlation up. is not causation. So to sign up for this to, scheme by the Indian government for you to be able to migrate right. to India. Yeah. So PIO is correct. So basically, it's a visa-free entry into India, depending on your depending on your heritage. Yeah. If your parents. Are from India or at least can prove that one of your parents have a birth certificate, yeah. an Indian birth certificate, you can apply for such a status. Okay. And you'll be able to enter in India visa free. Yeah. So, well, I know correlation is not causation. I don't want to make that claim. But, but there are people were looking, were looking for, for an exit strategy. Yeah. Ultimately, because of uncertainty, it causes un- irrationality. Yes. Correct. So, well, hopefully things would simmer down a little bit. Yeah. At least pe- 
as long as the thing is, at least I know one thing I'm, I'm quite impressed by is that we're, we're being updated fairly regularly at a decent speed mm. as to the events that are happening. He, he resigned, the king accepted his resignation. Um, there was a, there's a potential coalition being formed, whether it was ideal or not. The king was interviewing uh, candidates for M- uh, all the MPs as potential candidates and what their opinions are. At least we're up to date and that did quite well to sort of calm some nerves, I feel. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know how the economy would bounce back, especially given COVID-19. Another uncertainty, but I think in Malaysia is not as bad as Singapore, definitely. In yeah. terms of number of cases and at least there's been a lot of discharged patients, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not all doom and gloom and things are pretty stable. Everybody's going about their day-to-day work and nothing, not, nothing much has been disrupted. Yeah. So, okay. Ultimately, the, the point of the, this whole episode definitely was to just give an explanation as to what happened. Yeah. What happened, right? And where do we see this moving forward? Well, like you said, I agree with you what you said that this is probably... It'll return back to the status quo. Yeah. I think... Yeah. It, anything else you want to say? No, I think that's about it. I mean, uh, t- tomorrow what we have to watch out for is... Uh, is the Whether the king is going to uh, tell us whether Mahathir has enough support to stay in power, uh, whether the parliament will be dissolved, but, but uh, altogether it looks like things just aren't going to change that much. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, I think. So shall we cut off here? Yeah, I think that's a good good place to end it. All right. So, um, for those of you who will be listening to this, you'll probably be listening to this um, tomorrow on on Wednesday, twenty sixth of February. Yeah. We actually invited. We actually posted this link on our social media, but it was it is quite rather late at night. Yeah. And we have had absolutely zero people listening, at least live anyway. But we know we are very grateful for all the listeners that listen to our podcast on Spotify, etc. So this will go on to Spotify yeah. on the 26th of Feb. Uh, so I hope you all enjoyed. We'll try and even maybe even update everyone on what, it, what will be the decision tomorrow. Yes. Thanks okay. for joining us. And Thank you night. everyone for listening. Alright, good night. This is the Pendulum Show.